Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we jump into the episode, I am super excited to share a brand new freebie with you. It's my targeting ideas for Facebook ads. If you've dabbled in Facebook ads or you've done them and you've tried them and you're just looking for some fresh inspiration for your audiences, this freebie is for you. I share my top Facebook ad targeting groups for you so that you can have inspiration and find those people that are perfect for what you have to offer. From warm audiences to cool lookalike audiences to cold interest-based audiences, I cover all three in this freebie. Head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audiences to grab your copy today. Hello and welcome back to Market Scale Grow. As you know, I'm Jenzea and this is a Saturday strategy session. Today we're going to be doing a little bit of a different episode. I have a client, a lovely, lovely client, Marissa, and her business partner, Jordan, from the Nourishment Haven. And they have been running a slow funnel. So that's a self liquidating offer. They've been running this campaign since. I want to say the end of February. So it's been a good six months at this point, and it has been an up and down road. So in today's episode, we're actually going to take a bit of a deep dive into this campaign, and we're going to talk about what to do in the highs and the lows of an ad campaign. So before I really dive into the campaign, every quarter I release a case studies of ads that I've ran in the past quarter. There's three to five different ads. I talk about what our goals were and the successes of those campaigns. I also in Q2, in quarter two's episode emission, um, I don't know, what do you call like a case study volume? I don't know. Anyway, in the one from Q2, I added in my top tips. And then this one for Q3 has those ad examples, it has the top tips, but it also has a deep dive into this slow funnel that Marissa and Jordan are running. So if you want access to that, head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash case studies, and you'll be able to download it. You'll just have to put your name and email address in to grab it. Okay. So a self-liquidating offer is one of those $27, $37 products where you're, it's super enticing. You click on the ad and you go straight to the sales page to buy something. So in this case, it's a $27 self-care toolkit. It's really awesome. I'll have the link in the show notes for you so that if you are interested to see what the sales page looks like and everything, then you totally can go check out the setup of it and all of that, if that's something that interests you. So in this case, uh, it's a $27 toolkit that we are running. And like I said, we started it back in February. Now the goal for a slow funnel is it for it to break even. 
Slow funnels are a type of lead generation, which means you're trying to build your email list. And while they are an advanced technique, they are awesome because number one, it's people who are buying from you already. And that's like a micro commitment. And the more micro commitments people make, the more likely they are to buy your bigger product. So they buy this $27 thing like, oh, well, I already bought something from her so I can buy something else. The second reason that it's awesome is yes, you are paying ad spend to, to get people to see this, but because they're buying from you, those sales are balancing out the ad spend. And so your goal for these campaigns is really to break even. So you spend a dollar on the ads and you make a dollar. And in this case, we spend $27 on the ads and we make $27. So we're breaking even is the goal. When we first started this campaign back in February, we were breaking even and we continued to break even through March. And then at the end of March, beginning of April, something happened. It probably was one of the tweaks we were making because we were trying to just increase that conversion just as much as we could. Want to like, okay, we're breaking even. Well, let's do a little bit better, right? So Marissa was continuing to make changes, like small, small, small changes to the landing page to try and increase the conversions. Well, something worked well because suddenly we were doubling or tripling our ad spend. And that was insane. Like these toolkits were selling like hotcakes for three weeks straight. When a campaign is doing really well, the first thing that you should do is start scaling, especially for something like a slow funnel where you're doubling and tripling your money when your expectation is to break even. Now, I don't suggest like if you're running it for $50 a day, you shouldn't just jump to $100 or $200. You need to make small incremental increases in your budget. I personally increase the budget by about 20% every three to four days. So we started at $50 and then three or four days later, we would increase it to $60 and then three or four days later, we increase it to $70 and then three or four days later, we just kind of are building up the ad spend to continue to grow and to scale. So that is my biggest tip for you when things are going well is to be scaling it. If something is doing well and you can afford to add more money to it, then increase your budget. But then after about three weeks, it just crashed and burned. Now, this was about a week before the iOS changes. I was expecting the iOS changes to cause this kind of catastrophe. Everyone was expecting the iOS changes to cause this kind of catastrophe. But for whatever reason, for us, it happened the week before iOS changes. So I'm going to go through the whole like life cycle of this campaign, and then I'll get into like more strategically exactly what we did and what you can do if you're in this situation. So it crashed and burned two and a half, three weeks into April. And then for the rest of April and May, June, and the first week or so of July, we were working our butts off to do whatever we could to get the campaign back and running again. Changing the landing page, like the sales page, we were updating the copying, we were updating the messaging, we were updating the buttons, we were updating the images, the layout, like everything that we could think of, we were updating. Now we did look at the data, which is one of the steps I'm going to talk about. And we knew that the ads themselves were doing well. So we didn't change or touch anything 
with the ads, like we left the same images, we left the same copy, the same audiences, everything. We just left that to go because it was doing well. We realized that it was the sales page that was the biggest issue. So that's where we were focusing our time and our energy is updating the messaging, updating everything there. After three months, three months of really trying to work on this campaign and just having literally zero success, we shut them off. Marissa was tired. I was tired. It was exhausting, but it was a pause because one of my mentors that I have like religiously followed for almost a year now, she says all the time, marketing always works. It's just a matter of when. And so while we were exhausted and ready to be done with it, we knew that this offer had potential. It had sold really well in March and April, and we just hadn't been able to figure out the marketing, figure it out the pain points that people were really identifying with at that time. So we took a pause and I just want you to know like, that's okay, but don't give up. It is so much more work to create a new offer from scratch than it is to work on the messaging, work on the pain points, work on the struggles, and to really find what resonates with your audience if you believe in your product. And we truly, truly believed in the self-care toolkit. So it was worth it for us to continue working at it and to continue to push and to figure it out. Now, that doesn't mean you can't give up on a product. That doesn't mean that sometimes you have to admit like, okay, it wasn't, this was terrible. But if you've had crazy awesome success, like we had seen, then you know that it is a valuable product that people want and people need. And those are the the situations where it's worth it to put the time and energy into figuring out what isn't working and making it work. But we took a break. And then in the middle of August, we made some more tweaks, more changes, and turned the ads back on. One of the tweaks and changes that we actually made before turning them back on in August is a revamp of the product itself. So it's still a self-care toolkit, but it now includes some different pieces and different types of content. So before there was a lot of printables and like that kind of thing, calendars, um, a bullet journal, things that you need to print off and then you could write in. So what they did, Jordan and Marissa, is they changed the content type and they included different pieces of content like audio files, videos, um, some like calculators and planners or um, like calendar kind of pieces instead of it all just being printables. So there's a lot of value in saying, okay, we're going to revamp and improve the product, but it definitely shouldn't be your first step. And we're going to talk about this in one second. And since we turned it back in August, it's been running for about four, by the time you hear this, it'll be about six weeks. At time of recording though, it's the middle of September still. So it's been running for about four weeks and we are breaking even again, which is such a good feeling. And it's very rewarding to be running something that is breaking even, that is supposed to be breaking even. So we're hitting the benchmarks that we are looking for. So what can you do when your ads are bombing, when they're tanking? The first thing I really, really encourage you to do is look at your numbers, look at your data. In the case of the slow funnel, we had the ads that we were running, 
we had the sales page, and then we had the checkout page. And we wanted to see at each of those three steps, were the clients, were the customers doing what we wanted? So at the ad level, were people clicking on the ad to go to the sales page? What was the cost to get somebody onto the sales page? And what we found is that that click rate had remained stable. The cost per click had remained stable. So our ads had actually continued performing well throughout all of this. And so we didn't touch them. We left them alone because they were doing well. We found that the sales page, people had stopped clicking to the checkout. And then we had also found that there had been a slight decrease in the conversion rate of the checkout page, but we're not sure if that was just because there was a lot, like a lot less people seeing the checkout page or something else. So step number one is to look at the data and then find the leakiest hole. And so in our case, the leakiest hole was the sales page. That's why we focused all of our time and energy and efforts on updating the sales page. Tip number two or step number two, strategy number two, is to be okay with pulling your budget back or pausing, but don't give up indefinitely. So like I said, when things were going well, we were scaling the ads up. We were adding budget, we were increasing it. But when they started to tank, and especially when we knew that this wasn't just like a little bump, that this was, okay, something big is happening, I pulled the ad spend budget back. So we were still putting in a good amount that we should be getting, a couple sales a day, but we weren't. Um, But I wasn't spending that huge, huge amount that I had been previously, which gave us some more time to test and figure out what was wrong and to update that messaging to get it right. And then, like I told you already, in July, we needed a break. And so we turned it off. We paused it with the intention of coming back when we had had a bit of a break and our heads were clear again. So give yourself permission to turn it off and to take a break and also to lower that budget back down so that you're not just bleeding money. Number three is work on your messaging first. One of the biggest problems that I see across the board is people are not zoned in enough with their messaging. You think that you've gone deep, but it's just a little bit too surface. So ask yourself why, and then why again, and why again. And funnily enough, Marissa and I spent an hour, maybe two hours on Voxer, and I was acting like a six-year-old. And I told her before I started, like, sorry, I'm going to be really annoying. But why? Okay, but yeah, but why? Okay, but really, like, why? Why is this important? Why would I be, like, laying awake at night thinking about this? And I am her ideal client, so I have a really good ability to say, like, yeah, that resonates with me or no way. And there was a couple times I was like, I wouldn't be laying in bed thinking, like, I need to print out that bullet journal. I need, I need to. Like, my life just won't be complete without it. So if you need somebody to bounce ideas off, get them to just ask you why and to dig deeper until something truly, truly is going to resonate with your ideal client. And focus on that messaging do that why game, go into Facebook groups and see what people are saying, pull your audience, send out a survey to your email list and just use their words and use their information to really help you zero in on what they truly need from you. And then my final tip is if you have done those updates to your messaging and each time you update your messaging, go back to the data and see what it says. And then follow the data, make those changes, make those updates, and then go back to the data 
and then follow the data and go through that cycle three to five times. And if you're still failing like we were, if things are still not coming together, then look at your offer. Can you make it more enticing? Can you package it differently? Like what can you do to improve the offer? But don't start there, especially not if like Marissa, it sell it was selling well before. You don't want to like restart from scratch if it is a messaging problem. And so often, more often than not, it is a messaging problem. So just a quick recap of the four things that I want you to do if your ad is tanking, if your campaign is tanking, because this is really like a holistic look at the campaign. It's not just the ads. So step one is to look at the data and find the leakiest hole to patch up. Two, give yourself permission to decrease your ad spend and temporarily pause the ads while you regroup, make the changes. If you do do that, this is a pro tip. If you turn your ads off at any point, don't just turn them back on, duplicate the campaign. Facebook has a thing where duplicating is a better option. Okay. Number three, work on your messaging first, update it three to five times. Use your ICA's words directly from wherever you can get them. And then four, as a last resort, look at your offer and see how you can make it more enticing. I hope that this was really helpful. If you want more information about the self-care toolkit and the campaign that I've been running with Marissa and Jordan, definitely head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash case studies, download the September 2021 version so that you can um, read all about everything that happened in more detail. Thank you so much for being here with me. I will be back in your ear next Saturday with some more strategy. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Today was brought to you by Dubsado, my absolute favorite customer management tool. If you're looking to streamline and systematize your service-based business, I highly recommend Dubsado. For 20% off of your first month, head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash Dubsado, D-U-B-S-A-D-O, and use the code Genzea at checkout. And don't forget to head to our community at marketscalegrow.com forward slash community, where you'll find inspiring, ambitious teacherpreneurs who are looking to grow and scale their businesses just like you. See you soon.